Well, from a snowy northern New England, welcome to the Limitless Wrestling Podcast, the official podcast for your favorite indie promotion of all time. That, of course, being Limitless Wrestling and Let's Wrestle as well. My name is Josh Nason. On this week's show, we're going to talk a little bit more about Too Hot to Handle coming up on Saturday, February 26th in Yarmouth. And we're also going to preview Let's Wrestle, Let's Rumble. Yes, the return of Let's Wrestle coming up this Saturday in Herman, Maine. And joining me as always is the owner, the leader, number one fan of Limitless Wrestling. That being Randy Carver. Randy, say hi to the fine people. How's it going today, Josh? How are you? Things are good. Things are good. We uh, were just talking, of course, off air about weather, the Rona, all those type of things. And then we were just talking about the road. And that as uh, just as we were hitting record, I just happened to think I saw a tweet, I believe it was yesterday as we record this on a Tuesday, that uh, you just came off the one-year anniversary of the end of season three of the road. Did I get that right? Yes, you are correct. So uh, it was... January 29th through the 31st, I believe, was the weekend that we filmed everything for season three. So uh, just coming up on a year now. It's pretty crazy. A lot has, uh, a lot has changed in the year. Do you remember kind of where you were at mentally uh, a year ago when it came to when that uh, that taping happened? I think heading into that weekend, uh, I felt pretty confident in terms of what we were going to accomplish. Um, we had a really awesome crew of wrestlers and staff there who were uh really you know putting the wheels in motion and we we were you know two seasons down at that point so i think uh from a planning perspective we had kind of learned a lot about the layout of what we wanted to accomplish what we wanted to do um who we were going to be kind of building around moving forward when live events did return and i think the hope and there was definitely no certainty here but i think the hope is that this season uh season three would take us to the return to live events. That was the hope going into it is that this would be the final season, at least for now. And I never want to say never with the road, because I definitely think it's a concept that we could bring back around and maybe change it up a little bit, freshen it up. Maybe it won't be the same uh, type of situation. Every time we obviously have a dojo to utilize and we used to do closed tapings in there. I definitely think that's something that could come to fruition again, but um, I think there was optimism in terms of what the future held, because we knew that in 2021, the plan was to kind of bring back more of the closed taping big time live events, which we had just started to do with the 2020 vacation land cup at the end of the year, heading into season three. So um, we kind of formatted some things around season three being uh, in the direction of building towards those big events, but also, you know, with the hope that, probably we'd be back to live events by the time this season concluded but uh you know there was it was still uncertainty but i think optimism because we were we were also like a month away from our first live event back in any capacity because february 2021 marked the first live event back for any limitless wrestling entity uh we did the student shows at ronco's and brewer monthly it was in front of 40 people to start with so uh, it, it was fun kind of, you know, at least getting back in the realm of shows again. But uh, I don't know. It was uh, it was such a long weekend. It, it kind of feels like a blur, but also a year long at the same time. But I, I'm forever grateful for the road because I met a lot of really cool people and uh, got to work with some for the first time and got to work with some again who I hadn't worked with in a long time. And I think it really set the foundation in a very good place for Limitless Wrestling moving forward, especially when live events came back around. Would you like an idea for season four of the road? Lay it on me. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be a good one. So as everyone knows, John Alba was exiled 
from Limitless Wrestling back last September. I think a good episode, uh, season for the road would be in order to make his way back into Limitless, John Alba, who is uh, moving to New Jersey as we speak. I think he just tweeted from Virginia, of all places. And I think he should have to walk from New Jersey to Yarmouth in order to earn his way back in. So literally the, the season four of the road would focus on him walking on the road. I like that. Yeah, I do too. I, uh, I think we need to, we'll have to send a camera crew, obviously document the whole thing, make sure there's no funny business, no hitchhiking, no hopping in cars, but uh, that'd be cool, man. And uh, you know, Maybe John paying his dues, showing that he wants to be here. So if he wants it that bad, maybe it is him taking a stroll down the road. I don't know how compelling that would be, but it'd be kind of fun. Well, well I mean, speaking of the road, I mean, who knows? Mac Daniels could randomly just drive up in a truck and uh, and give him a ride. <laughs> who knows, right? <laughs> he did make a few cameos in the truck. He did. He did. Well, let's, uh, again, before we begin, uh, this look at uh, Too Hot to Handle. Also, uh, let's rumble coming up. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, if you're watching us on YouTube, thank you. Uh, please hit the subscribe button, the like button, and that helps us out quite a bit. Offer a five-star review where you can, and greatly appreciate it. Let's move on to Too Hot to Handle, coming up on Saturday, February 26th. We won't do a full rundown because we're almost uh, you know a little bit less than a month away, so still plenty of time to talk about this show. Uh, however, tickets for the Yarmouth Anvets on that night sold out, front row tickets, $20 general admission tickets are still available. You can get them at limitlesswrestling.com. I saw a little bit of, uh, of media uh, outside the wrestling sphere picking up uh, Sky Two Hotties first match in Maine in seven years. That was pretty cool to see. Yeah, awesome to see. Uh, shout out to Brittany Ray who posted that article. But uh, yeah, a lot of buzz about Scotty Two Hotties returning home. And uh, I think a lot of first time uh, ticket buyers here coming to the event, checking out a Limitless show for the first time. And that's always exciting to, you know, have the opportunity to win over some new fans. And it's kind of a homecoming, obviously, for Scotty Too Hotty. And pretty cool at the same time that he's teaming up with another person who I would consider a main legend in Dirty Dango. Maine's finest, as Rich Palladino coined them. But uh, Scotty Too Hotty, Dirty Dango teaming up first time ever against Brad Cashew and a partner of his choosing. So going to be a very fun tag team contest. But, yeah, um, awesome to see the traffic about Scotty Too Hotty returning to Maine. I think everyone's really excited about it. Yeah, I think uh, I, you're no stranger to being on the various uh, TV stations uh, throughout this great state of Maine. And I know some of them, uh, some of those act people actually attend shows as well. So maybe there could be, you know, might be a good idea to get a camera crew out, maybe talk to Scotty and get some uh, get some local hype. I mean, look, 207, uh, I mean, CSH uh, local news. I mean, let's uh, let's get something going on here, guys. Come on, let's go, right? Yeah, we'll have to set something up. I'll, I'll talk to... Uh... Our boy Terry Stackhouse, friend of Limitless Wrestling, uh, attends most of our events since he's returned to Maine. Maybe he can set something up for us. And I will contact Jerry Stackhouse, my other friend, and we'll see what we can do there as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, already announced for shows. We've talked about, uh, as everyone knows, Sky Two Hotties first match in Maine in uh, seven years. He teams with Dirty Dango for the first time against Brad Cashew and a partner of his choosing. Very interested who that will be. But obviously we have, one of the biggest uh, world title matches in in Island's company history, maybe too much, but I mean this is this is going to be a big one based on what we saw last time. Uh, again, Al Price defending the title against Ace Romero with special guest referee, former two time, two time, two time Limitless champion Anthony Green. That's very interesting as well. We've talked about Iron Beast making their return. Becca is going to be on this show and announced this week. We have JD Drake making his return as well, and then also a debut 
debutee, debutante, as you could say, uh, Impact uh, female talent, Savannah Evans. Talk about, uh, tell us about her. Yeah, Savannah Evans, uh, highly recommended from the North Carolina crew. We've been using J.D. Drake in particular, uh, an absolute powerhouse who's now featured in Impact Wrestling, but uh, has been on the indies for quite some time. I think she's a very impressive talent, and I've uh, wanted to get her into the mix in Limitless Wrestling for quite some time. So last month we saw Hyann make her debut. This month is going to be Savannah Evans, and we'll see what she brings to the table. Yeah, Savannah Evans has been teaming with Tasha Steeles, a uh, former multi-time knockouts champion in uh, in Impact Wrestling, and she is actually uh, their number one contender as well for the knockouts title. But yeah, a lot of people, uh, a lot of good buzz for Savannah Evans. So that'll be kind of cool to see her in uh, in Yarmouth coming up here in a couple of weeks. Uh, again, I ran over some talent on the show. Anything else people should know about the show? Announcements or anything like that coming up? Uh, tickets are moving at a ferocious pace right now, uh, much quicker than usual. So I would say if you want to make sure and guarantee that you're there, get them because uh, I think this is one that has a sellout probability, especially with Scotty Tuhati making his return. But uh, by the next time that we talk, Josh, I think we're going to have a lot more matches to talk about. So uh, make sure you're tuned in on social media. Make sure you RSVP the event page on Facebook if you're there um we'll have a lot more announcements coming out in the next week so yeah so let me ask this is uh and you might not know is scotty too are you going to be doing like autographs and in uh, merch and stuff at the show yet or not know yet yes 100 percent. so nice. uh he'll be out there i think during intermission i'm not sure if he'll be there at the beginning of the show because uh he's going to have a busy day i mean there's going to be a seminar with scotty too hotty as well so if you're an aspiring wrestler referee listening to this uh, it's open to all experience levels. You can get in touch with us via social media to secure your spot. But he's going to have a busy day. But, yes, he will be available for photos, autographs, uh, whatever you'd like, or even just say hello to Scotty Tuhati. Uh, he's going to be out there during intermission and probably after the show as well. Is he using that name now uh, on the indies? I remember seeing in, in his interview with Jericho, he wasn't sure what he was going to use. Do you know? I am not 100%. He did just change his twitter handle i believe to the the scott garland so um not 100 percent what he's going to be going by but uh we'll find out all together good stuff also good stuff coming up this saturday in herman maine if this is going to be a, a fun show this is a baby of yours let's wrestle volume 15 let's rumble this is the first let's rumble show since i believe 2020 if my uh, uh rapidly fading memory uh serves itself coming up this saturday Tickets are still available, correct? Yes. Uh, front row tickets all sold out, but we got $15 GA tickets. are going to be on the website until Friday. If you don't get them on the website, don't worry. They're going to be available at the door as well. So $15 GA tickets, you can get them on LimitlessWrestling.com slash Let's Wrestle or at the door this Saturday. That's right. And then the main event of this evening, the 30-person over-the-top Let's Rumble match featuring, and I believe this is the first time we talked about this last time, but the Let's Wrestle title will actually be contested in the match. The Let's Wrestle champion, the masshole Mike McCarthy, coming back to the ring. And he said, screw it. I'm going to defend the title in this match. And this is uh, this is unique. I don't think I've ever seen this before in, in this type of uh, format. So the only other time that this has happened was to actually crown the first ever Let's Wrestle champion. But no one has come in the champion and defended the championship in this kind of format. And it's kind of crazy that this was the Masshole's idea. This was his suggestion um, because we were coming back with the Rumble either way. And, of course, the last Rumble that we did have, 2020, it was not for the championship. It's to determine a number one contender typically. But Masshole 
returning to the ring, a fighting champion as he always was. And I think he's got something to prove here. I, I think he really feels that way because we have not seen the mass hole in literally two years. We did not see him on the road. We didn't see him in the pandemic at the dojo series. So it's been quite some time since we've seen the Masshole, and he's getting himself ring ready, into shape, ready to go, uh, sharper than ever. So I, I'm excited to see what the Masshole brings to the table after all this time being away from Let's Wrestle. But, I mean, <laughs> what a situation to put yourself into if you're the champ. 29 other people vying for the championship. And honestly, like, a situation like this, there are so many people on this roster, especially those making their debut in Let's Wrestle, who would never have an opportunity like this for quite some time. So this is huge for everybody involved. And for those people that have seen the Rumble before, there's always some surprises, always some uh, some interesting pairings and, and square-offs and and all this as well. So, yeah, it should be a, a fun match coming up. I got to tell you, Josh, yes. too, there are some awesome surprises set for this show. For main wrestling fans, for those who are tuned in to Limitless Wrestling and Let's Wrestle, there are some awesome surprises in this Rumble that I'm very excited about. Should be good. Also on the card, the Limitless Wrestling World Champion Alec Price. We just talked about him a minute ago taking on Channing Thomas. I assume this is a, a non-title match that's in Let's Wrestle, right? Well, here's the thing. is like, it, oh. it, Yes, set up, it was a non-title match. But every time that we've put Alec Price into a non-title match when he's been the champion, he just says fuck it and wants to defend the title anyway. So uh, I have no idea what Alec's going to want to do. And he even like, I don't know, it felt like kind of subliminal, sent out a like a Instagram or whatever the other day, a picture of him with the championship. And it's essentially saying when you got the gold, you make the rules. And Alec has been kind of rolling with that mentality since he's been the champion. It's his hood now. He said it. And. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, Channing Thomas, uh, certainly uh, an impressive athlete. He kind of found his footing in Let's Wrestle a couple years ago and then really tied everything together with prestigious over the past year, year and a half. But uh, we'll see. Regardless, it's kind of cool for Let's Wrestle fans to see this match come together because obviously uh, from the last time that we saw these two a couple years ago in a Let's Wrestle ring, they're in such different places now. I don't think we would have ever predicted Alec Price would be the champion at this point. Also, that Channing, I mean, he's got some of the biggest wins in his career, I think, in Limitless Wrestling over the past year. So uh, Channing has really risen to the occasion. And these two used to be running buddies. If you look back at the 2020 Let's Rumble, these two were working together quite well. And uh, now, obviously, they're kind of at uh, very different points in their careers. Channing Thomas mixed up with BRG, Mac Daniels, and John Alba, Alec Price, all on his own, Limitless Wrestling World Champion, but the largest target in the company on his back. So uh, we'll see, man. I'm very intrigued by this. And this is a real big opportunity for Channing to really take that step up in competition. I mean, Alec is someone that he came up with that he knows very well. He knows his tricks. He knows what he brings to the table. But uh, Channing really needs kind of a definitive win, not only in the return of Let's Wrestle, but in the world of Limitless Wrestling to kind of cement himself as a singles threat. Yeah, and also you mentioned prestigious. Uh, Mac Daniels, BRG are on this show as well. So you never know. I was going to have eyes in the back of your head for those two guys. And uh, yeah, it should be good. Al Price taking on Channing Thomas. And then this match, I'm very intrigued with after seeing this video on Twitter. Anthony Green versus Rat Daddy, who I had not heard of uh, after this uh, mentioned last episode. And then this video that he posted, uh, basically introducing himself, who is Rat Daddy, I... I feel like I could watch this like 10 times in a row. It's so unique. Uh, I feel like having a good sense of who Mr. Daddy is. 
And yeah, his first match, I think it's his first match in the U.S. taking on Anthony Green. This, uh, I'm intrigued. I'm super intrigued by Rat Daddy. It is his very first in the U.S. And uh, I'm happy it's here, man. Uh, I think he's going to fit in so well. And like, you're you're not the first person to say that either. There's a few people around the dojo who have said, man, I just like, I had to watch it again. I had to watch it like five times. And you kind of do, man. Like, I don't know. You, you get a good feel about him, and uh, he didn't even say a word. <laughs> he didn't. It's pretty bizarre. Um, but the, I, I think anyone who is kind of bizarre fits in really well with the world of Let's Wrestle and the world of Limitless anyway, because uh, I think we're all kind of a little bizarre. But, uh, man, I'm, I'm curious because now we, we kind of have a feel for who he is now. All right, what's he going to bring to the table in the ring? And what's he going to bring to the table with Anthony Green? Because – uh, I mean, it's, it's just quite a way to make your United States debut a new country against someone who's been so successful here, not only in Let's Wrestle, but in Limitless Wrestling. So, uh, I mean, for Anthony Green's sake, I do hope he's doing his homework on Rat Daddy. And uh, I, I think Rat Daddy has a lot to prove, obviously, with it being his first excursion to the United States. Uh, there hasn't been much wrestling in the past couple of years in Australia. It's been really tight. So, um I'm excited for him to kind of cut loose and uh, join Let's Wrestle. It'll be an interesting introduction to the Herman Maine fans, that's for sure. I, I I was trying to think, how do you do homework for the Rat Daddy? I, I don't. I based on just that video alone, I don't know. Other than he throws a sweet looking super kick, I'll tell you that much. And AG throws his own nice super kick as well. So it could be. Uh, this is going to be interesting. I can't wait to hear the stories after this. But yeah, uh, the, the the man. I mean, he fits perfectly into central Maine rat daddy coming to Herman coming up in just a couple days. days. Uh, interesting tag team match here. We talked about MSP taking on the Haven. Let's talk about this a bit. Yeah. Uh, MSP. I mean, I think their focus and I think it's been very clear over the past year, year and a half was kind of rebuilding and reforming the limitless wrestling tag team division. But now I think the focus is shifting now to realizing, okay, we got to do the same thing with let's wrestle because a lot of the teams that uh, were a part of the Let's Wrestle tag team division are either maybe not wrestling right now, maybe they've moved on to greener pastures, or they're not even in the area anymore. So uh, the tag team division is looking a little bleak right now in Let's Wrestle. So uh, they kind of came into this return of Let's Wrestle with a lot of ideas and a lot of teams on their mind who they want to see, you know, can they hang in big match scenarios? And the Haven were first on the list, Sean Knight, Jay Onyx, we saw them for the first time uh, back at the student shows, the student showcases that we had at Ronco's. Uh, they went toe-to-toe with the competition. They didn't walk out with the victory, but they've been putting a lot of work in, especially over the past six months. And that's something that a lot of people on the Let's Wrestle roster especially take note of is who the hard workers are, and they want to get them in the mix. So the Haven, highly recommended. And now, uh, you know, they've got one of the top teams in Limitless Wrestling history, if not the top team. It depends on who you ask, but... Uh, man, they could make an impact on night one. That would be huge. We then move to the Cluster Jam. All these talents are going to be in the Let's Rumble match. However, all these talents are going to be vying for the opportunity to get number 30 in the Let's Rumble. Ava Everett, Love Doug, Armani Chaos, Gal Barquet, Mike Graca, and then Sammy Diaz. And some uh, few of these might be uh, new names. I know uh, we talked about last time Gal Barquet, I believe, is from Israel. And he's making his debut as well. And this is uh, interesting. We have, uh, again, for Limitless fans, obviously they know the rivalry between Ava Everett and Love Doug. Uh, Armani Chaos, we've seen him on the road before. 
So this is uh, interesting. Uh, I, I love these multi-person matches, and yeah, this one should be great as well. Yeah, I'm with you there. I just love the insanity of it all. And uh, the Cluster Jam is something that we've done since one of the very first shows of Let's Wrestle, and it's become kind of a consistent thing. Um, I was actually just watching one. I don't know if – I just want to sidebar real quick. I don't know if people have seen the announcement, but Let's Wrestle is officially on IWTV ahead of our return event. Uh, we actually put up the most recent Let's Wrestle show, which was March of 2020, a couple weeks before the shutdown. There's a really fun cluster jam on that show. But uh, this one, the stakes are even higher. As you said, the number 30 spot on the line. And that's that's prime territory if you're coming in the Rumble late, especially the very last person. You're going to be the freshest, but you got to fight for it. And like you said, love Doug and Ava Everett, certainly no strangers to each other. Uh, the mind eraser, Mike Grasso, making his return to Maine. He's a year one limitless wrestling guy, Josh. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you were aware. He was around, I would say, from kind of a pivotal point of limitless wrestling he was involved with when we made the move from Orono to Westbrook kind of full-time and one of the very first Westbrook shows that we had there's kind of a a clip that I see circulate around all the time that is uh, an ambulance backing into the Westbrook armory and Mike Grassa flies out of it something that a lot of people talk about still today but I think one of the more memorable uh, entrances in Limitless Wrestling history but Grassa kind of you know faded away for a few years he stepped away from wrestling pursued a different path he was doing tattooing for a little while and now he's back full force into wrestling so i'm excited to see where he's at and uh, i've got to see him actually a few times on some smaller shows uh over the past few months so i'm excited to get him back in the mix and i think especially a lot of longtime limitless fans who are like they are in our orno main days they're stoked to see some of these guys pop back around and i know we'll talk about it later but top shelf troy nelson as well commentator extraordinaire but uh, many people up in this region know him as a wrestler for Limitless Wrestling from year one. He steps back into the ring as well in the Let's Rumble. So uh, Grasa, year one Limitless guy, is going to fight for that number 30 spot along with six others. I'm stoked for it. Do you have a favorite pro wrestling ambulance spot in history? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I just think nothing. of, so, yeah, I, I think of like, yeah, I think of like like Kane and like The Undertaker and some of those random ones, you know what I mean? and Or it's there's so much like WWF like ambulance stuff with just you know someone getting put in the back of an ambulance and then all of a sudden it's like oh it's somebody else that's not the ambulance driver driving and then they they take off you know that those type of bits uh <laughs> mine uh if we're talking about vehicles i love the it's not an ambulance it's a limo but I, I think teddy long is like in the back of a limo and then it's just like undertaker driving the fucking limo and teddy long shits himself Yep, there's the the classic, uh, the famous one is where to Stephanie when Undertaker's Stephanie gets in the limo. That um, sometimes I'll say that to my daughter and she has no idea what I'm talking about, you know. So That's I think I have funny. to get like the Undertaker hat or something like that. Uh, yeah, got cement in the Corvette. That's a good vehicle spot. That was great. Yeah, have you? Um, I'm trying. Have you done any real like vehicle? I was trying to think of like stuff on the road or anything like that. There, you haven't really done much many vehicle spots or anything like that, have you? I think the most insane vehicle spot we ever did is on the road, actually. Um, Which one? Was season that? three of the road. It was the American Beetle versus Doctor Cube, I believe. <laughs> um, and they were fighting. I, I believe it was Falls Count anywhere. They were fighting all throughout uh the american legion this is a pretty funny one um so they're fighting all throughout the american legion and i know that 
this match is going to go haywire. And I also know that there's a possibility that American Beetle could get hit with a car outside, right? <laughs> so as this match is beginning, one of the first matches we're taping of the day, I see the commander of the Legion roll in. And I'm like, oh, my fucking God. Like, we, <laughs> this, this can't, this is bad. Like, it's bad news because they're, in due time, like, in three minutes, they were tumbling down the stairs to the outside. They were slamming against the U-Haul outside. Uh, Jeremy Leary got himself into a car. And, yes, he did hit American <laughs> Beetle with the car. So uh, I had to go into real strategic game plan mode. And I went over and, you know, shooting the shit with the commander on how nice the renovations looked and um, just, you know, talking shop. And then, of course, as we're talking shop, <laughs> he finds like a Jack Daniels bottle that someone had brought in, which is like a no, no. And I'm like, fuck, like I'm going to get screwed for this too. And then luckily by that time they were coming back up the stairs, always brushed over. Um, and yeah, he got hit with a car. Uh, awesome video of it too. If you're watching the road, wherever, wherever you view it, IWTV, Pluto, YouTube, uh, check that one out because there's, <laughs> there's like sick footage from uh, one, one of the cameramen was inside the car. And then, uh, yeah, it was just, it was absolutely crazy. Uh, I'm not sure how the American Beetle is still walking, but I would say that's the, that's the craziest vehicle spot. I'm trying to think if there was anything else. Uh, Skyler from one of our Lock Hermes Festival shows in Biddeford, I think this was 2017, uh, she jumped off the top of a U-Haul, actually, onto a group of folks. So uh, that was pretty nuts. Uh, Danger Kid, I don't know what's with all these fairs and festivals that brings it out in people, but... There's another clip from uh, a festival in Litchfield that we did where Danger Kid did like a swanton off of a some kind of trailer that was just sitting there. So uh, yep. people love to jump off them. But, uh, yeah, I mean, American Beetle straight up got hit with a car. So that's pretty bizarre. All right. Well, let's get <laughs> I love these sidebars. You know what I mean? It just goes. It's like all over the place. It's great. It's great. Uh, let's get back to uh, Let's Wrestle. So a Futures 4-Way, Futures 4-Way, BRG. Versus Ichiban versus Kylon King versus Young Jay Lee. So a, I'm not really sure. A futures four way is that just some of the uh, the future stars of, of Let's Wrestle? Tell us about this. Yeah. So the original idea for something like this came into play uh, right before the shutdown. We were going to start doing kind of these futures four ways where it was going to be the original concept was uh, four wrestlers from different regions, different areas who we all kind of viewed as guys who could break out and have maybe a really big year in Let's Wrestle, maybe advance quickly up the ladder to Limitless Wrestling, or just some guys who we saw a lot of potential in. We saw a future in. Uh, we wanted to see what they brought to the table in a big match scenario. So uh, that's where these four get thrown in. BRG has really proved his worth as a part of Prestigious, uh, but has not really had a big-time singles match opportunity. So here's his chance, man. It's your bond. Kylon King, they're two standouts from Southern New England. I met Ichiban actually for the first time at Restival Weekend. I was really impressed by his match with Alec Price. Uh, Kylon King, we actually started to work with just before Limitless Wrestling came back to live events. I think it was our last student showcase. Had a really nice match with Channing Thomas. You can check out on IWTV or YouTube. But from that moment on, I knew that I wanted to work more with Kylon King. And since then, I've also seen him uh, as a part of the Miracle Generation with Dustin Waller, who uh, I would like to try them out in tag team competition at some point soon. But man, if Kylon can start stringing it together immediately uh, as a singles competitor, it's going to be tough to take him out of that realm. And Young Jay Lee, 
hails from the Grapplers Anonymous Wrestling School, Buffalo, New York, made. Uh, comes from the same learning tree as Daniel Garcia, Kevin Blackwood, Puff, a lot of guys who have been around Limitless Wrestling for a while. And he's another one who we kind of saw for the very first time in the Student Showcase Series. He also wrestled Alec Price. Uh, didn't come out successful, but man, I was really impressed with what he could do so early into his career. So he's another guy getting kind of thrown to the fire quickly, and we'll see if he can hang. And also on this show, uh, should be a hard-hitting affair. Rip Bison taking on Mortar. Uh, both of these competitors were in action at Restival. Uh, Rip Bison obviously in in, uh, in action at the last Limitless show. But I uh, think of the show, you know, Rip Bison taking on uh, Masha Slamovich, and then Mortar taking on Jody Threat, and both uh, very hard-hitting affairs. And these two are going to clash. Uh, this is this first time ever match, or these two guys have gone at it before? Jesus, I honestly don't know. I. I think it might be a first time ever because I can't think of anywhere these two would have wrestled other than like a Let's Wrestle or a, like a dojo taping because they didn't square off on the road. Uh, they have not squared off this year on a live event. So uh, I, I would guess that this is a first time ever. And of course, this is a new mortar than people are used to in the world of Let's Wrestle because we saw CJ Cruz as really one of the highlights of the final year of let's wrestle 2019 and the 2020 i say the final year the final year that we participated in uh 2019 and the 2020 that dude was on his way to getting a potential championship opportunity i mean had some knockout drag outs with alec price was able to defeat alec in a last man standing match he was one of the final two in the 2022 let's rumble cj was really on his way and uh we've just seen a new side of him especially in the past year a more brutal a more sadistic side and Man, I, I think if you're going one-on-one with Rip Bison, you kind of need that side to come out. So we'll see if Mortar can do it and uh, keep up his success, even as you know a new revitalized version of himself. We'll see if he can keep the same success rolling in Let's Wrestle. And also some other names added to the Rumble uh, from Alimos Dojo, Jason Maverick, Dylan Nix, Shannon Lavangi, and uh, Troy, Top Shelf Troy Nelson coming out of the commentary booth, getting back in action. I believe this is his first Limitless action since... Uh, since the uh, trios match with uh, MSP. And yes, also sir. we That's talked correct. about the man himself, Mac Daniels is going to be back in action as well. Yeah. It's looking like an awesome lineup. I think for this let's rumble matchup, uh, a lot of debuts coming, a lot of returns. And of course, some surprises that we, you know, we can't talk about those. We can't, we can't do that, but man, I'm just stoked because I, uh, I think let's rumble is one of the most fun events of the year. Uh, I really, really enjoy a good rumble match. And uh, I think with uh, how everyone's feeling about rumbles right now, after the past weekend, I think people are going to have a very good time letting loose and just enjoying a fun rumble this weekend. Coming up Saturday, let's wrestle tickets still available for Herman Maine. And of course that will be at the Morgan Hill event center. The one and only Ethan Scott will be handling the, uh, the MC duty. So that's uh, that's always good as well. Yeah, going to be a uh, fun show coming up on this Saturday. Of course, as uh, Randy mentioned, you'll be able to get all the Let's Wrestle action on IWTV. So if you're listening to this outside the area and traveling is just not possible, check it out on IWTV. We'll talk about when that release date is going to happen. And let's see, uh, what other speed of Royal Rumbles, Randy? Any thoughts on the on the Royal Rumble that we just saw uh, Saturday night? I watched it. Um, <laughs> I watched it. Yep. And I try not to be like negative about wrestling. I just, uh, I guess it's just super hyped up and I was expecting a little more out of it. Um, I really, really enjoyed 
the title match between Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. Uh, I thought that was really fun, but uh, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I feel like you feel like you're guaranteed some surprises. We didn't really get those. I don't know. I, uh, I love the Royal Rumble typically. I think it's my favorite pay-per-view. I like it more than WrestleMania always. It's just always kind of been my thing. But this year, uh, I don't think it really clicked with me. And I think a lot of people that uh, I've spoken with kind of felt the same. Uh, How did you feel, Josh? Uh, I mean, I think it was the best rumble of all time. If we're being yeah, honest, sure. no, just, sure. no, what a homer you are. yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, it, 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 it just felt the matches just felt long, you know, and they didn't yeah. have that, uh, you know, they didn't really have that, that boost. I thought, you know, the women's match had more names in it for sure, but they I weren't exactly ivory. I thought that was cool. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing is they had, you know, they had plenty of names, but these weren't necessarily like, they're not names like, you know, working that are working regular, like, you know, Summer Ray or Ivory or, um, Michelle you know, Lita- had her working boots on. Yeah. She, you know, she, yeah, she's all right. She's all right. But it's, you know, obviously a lot of people were excited for Mickey James. I, it's, it's funny that people are like, oh, you know, was this going to lead to more impact people in WWE? It's like, no, it's not. No, <laughs> no they were all they, they were looking for, uh, they were looking for past WWE talents so that they could put it in there, their audience will remember. I was, even though she said that she was hoping this would happen, I was surprised they let her come out with the impact title. I, I thought that was, uh, I, I thought that was like interesting and, and maybe just shows that Vince doesn't really care too much about impact for whatever reason. But. I don't know if I was more surprised about the impact championship or that she came out to hardcore country. Yeah. Like Cause she that. said she, she said she was coming out to both. I had my doubts because I, I just thought the last minute Vince McMahon is going to be like, well, they remember her from this era, pal. Right. Like this is what she has to, you know, and, so yeah, I thought that was good. Uh, you know, Rousey, I think everyone, you know, obviously people knew that that was going to happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the thing that stuck out in the men's realm, and actually um, uh, the aforementioned John Alba actually pointed this out Ugh. on Twitter is, uh, and he actually has rare good points every once and again, is that, <laughs> is that uh, you know, for the, the vast majority of the guys in the men's rumble, it didn't feel like any of them were potentially challenged for the WWE title. You know what I mean? It's not like- yeah. And I think that's a real indictment on, you know, when you talk about your know, WWE booking ad nauseum, but like it, the idea of the rumble is you, you think there's a, like, there should be at least 10 guys in there that you think, all right, they could main event a mania with this person. And there was like two, maybe <laughs> that you really thought, you know, Lesnar. Yeah. Once Lesnar lost, I think everyone's like, okay, this is, this is what's going to happen. It's kind of the same old thing all over again. And you just, yeah, it, it, I think that's kind of one of the things. There's not, um, they don't have a ton of intriguing matchups. I think Lashley Lesnar was kind of one of the last few that they had out there. But it's, I think everyone kind of, there's there's a case of predictable being good when you're really looking forward to something. Be like, yes, they're finally paying off this and we're going to go here. But they just do that so infrequently and there's not a lot up and down the stack to get that excited about. It's kind of like, eh, you know, I think that's, I think it's what a lot of people felt. Um yeah, I, I don't mind the Saturday night thing. I know Sunday has kind of been, a, obviously, the, the day for so long, but I think where they're going Saturday is one of their focuses. But, yeah, I, I agree with you. It just didn't really you – know, it was fine, but to me, the Royal Rumble shouldn't be fine. It should be like this is the gateway. This is the beginning kind of a, a road to mania, and it should be like let's go. And it, yeah. just, seem, it just seems like repeats. That was the that was always like the kickoff for the road to WrestleMania, and that was, that was the beginning of the hype was like, okay, now we've got – uh, a lot of uh, things have been set into place. We might know a main event, maybe two. I don't know. Back in the day, it just felt like the anticipation actually lived up to what it, you know, what it was meant to. And uh, 
the shit that was built and the shit that was hyped was actually, you know, it delivered for what you wanted or uh, at least delivered in terms of like maybe some shock and awe. And like, I, I'm always going to enjoy a rumble because I, I really like the match. I love the concept of it. I love the uncertainty. Uh, one more thing before I let you go, just because this came to mind, because this happens past weekend too. You follow me in the PWG Bola stuff? Uh, of course know. I do. I'm super tuned in. <laughs> yeah, super tuned in. Yeah, I was um, obviously, you know, the, the results are out there. And, uh, you know, congrats to uh, former uh, Limitless Wrestling Champion. Danny Garcia had some uh, some pretty good uh, limitless uh, representation there. Those two guys, uh, uh, Garcia and Kevin Blackwood, uh, making his bola debut, uh, squaring off in the first round, and and so on and so forth. Uh, did you follow any of the the Leo Rush stuff with with the crowd? Did you see that? Yeah. So I uh, I stay super tuned in, but like I'm not. <laughs> I was super tuned in in terms of results. Um, I saw the post that Leo put out. I obviously saw like he got injured. Uh, I believe it was night two of Bola, but uh, I I did not see until he put his statement out that there was uh, there was some kind of fan issue, and I I started to look more into it, and I don't I don't know if you have more juice than I do, but like I, from what I understood, um, there were like a few quote unquote fans who were maybe saying some nasty shit. Uh, he had said in his post that it was some racial uh, racial slurs that were hurled his way as well as people throwing things into the ring i'm not really sure what went down there yeah i i, I kind of it followed along the story kind of similar to you i was um i was just surprised um surprised at that i'm surprised it wasn't a bigger story not that he's not telling the truth because i don't have there's no reason to you know, for him to lie about that stuff or anything like that. And you hear about things being thrown in. Yeah. And to your point, you know, slipping and all that stuff. I'm surprised it wasn't a bigger story on, on social um, that people were saying these things. I, I can't like, I guess I give their, their, I guess I give their crowds more credit than that, but maybe I shouldn't because there was a transgender fan that got attacked uh, a couple of months ago. And I'm like, I'm like, what the f- is going on? This cr- I, I don't understand why someone would like, first of all, I, and I, I think in terms of Lake Limit, you know, the kind of the idea, you know, wrestling is for everyone. And and I just, I can't picture someone at a Limitless show throwing out a, a, a racial slur or anything like that. Uh, if they did, I'm sure they'd be dealt with pretty quick and, and kicked out. Yeah. Cause that's like, it's, it's just a shitty thing to do and to have multiple fans do it. I just, I, I don't, I, I, it's like, it's a real bummer. Like why? I, I don't, I don't get that. Why someone would go to the show and be that upset that they're going to, they're going to like attack someone in such a vile fashion. It's just, it's, you know, at the end of the day, this stuff is supposed to be fun. Right. Right. And if you're getting that upset, maybe you should just not ever go to shows again. If you can't, <laughs> yeah. is this the urge to say, I just, I, I don't know. I just, I just think, it, and so I was thinking in limitless terms and like, I've never heard that stuff. I mean, granted, some fans that just, you know, try to get themselves over by chance. You've heard that stuff, whatever, but nothing like, you know, nothing like racial or vile or like stuff where people like, you know, get this person out of here. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't know. I, I, I consider them kind of a hipster crowd and like in, in, uh, in Bola and, and, and PWG and like they're, they should be better than this. But a couple of these incidents, man, I don't, I don't know what is going on there, but they got to figure something out. I think it's tough to ever have like a outright expectation of what a wrestling fan's conduct should be because there's so much variety in terms of the people who attend shows. But I do think that, uh, and especially like over the past couple of years, this is something that we've worked towards is having a crew that is 
knowledgeable, insightful, and can deal with these kind of situations. Because like, from my own experience, there have been things at my events, at events I've been to, uh, at events I've been a part of in some way where, you know, some shit has happened. And I'm not necessarily saying it was uh, to, to this degree of which Leo Rush dealt with, but you know, there's been fan fights. There's been nasty things said of many varieties. And I, I think it's important to have a crew, have a staff, uh, have people in general who can, you know, be around the venue when shows are going on and sniff out and, you know, help situations like this not occur because obviously that is something that should be dealt with. And, uh, you know, we had a scenario a couple of years ago when we first started coming to Yarmouth events where some local yokel was saying a lot of shit that he shouldn't have been saying and maybe putting him on signs. And he was dealt with pretty quickly. It is a place for everyone to come and enjoy wrestling. And of course, you can fucking get drunk and hurl swears and uh, like who you like and not like who you don't. But like there's language, there's uh, actions that just aren't going to be tolerated in uh, scenarios like this. So. Uh, I think it sucks, man. It sucks when any performer has to deal with shit like that. On top of this, you know, this look at it from Leo Rush's shoes. This is probably one of the worst days of his career because he's on such a huge stage. He just hurt himself. He doesn't know how hurt he is. And people allegedly are throwing trash and, you know, calling him really bad shit. And yep. that's that's a terrible combination right there. So, yeah, I mean, I, I do think like uh, and it, what's kind of cool, too, is like, I've noticed this with Limitless, especially like the fans have policed themselves in numerous scenarios and been, uh, you know, uh, positive about that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think we've had fans over time who have learned uh, how to conduct themselves a little differently or have, uh, you know, had some learning experiences, I guess I should say. But I do think scenarios like this, uh, it baffles me when they still happen. But obviously, like anything can happen. I think it's all about how you deal with it. Yeah, I tell you what, I, the easiest way to deal with it, if somebody ever does this at a Limitless show, or really any show, you could just have these these guys rove around. Uh, look, you want to say shit? Okay. You have to then uh, have five minutes alone with Ace Romero, J.D. Drake, and Rip Bison. Three on one, and if you know, survive five minutes if you can, and uh, and, and that's how that's how we'll deal with things. You know what if I mean? You survive five minutes, then you have to talk to John Alba for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! I don't know what would be would be worse. Tap, wait, sorry, that John Alba talk about uh, one of his Emmy award, uh, his Emmy award, something like that. Yes. Oh my God. Erica. Oh boy. Oh boy. Glad we haven't had to hear about that in quite some time. Yeah, tell you that much. Here. But we are going to hear a lot about let's re- let's re- let's wrestle the let's rumble coming up this uh, Saturday. We'll talk about that next time around and all the surprises. I'm very interested to see what happens there. Obviously, we'll have more on Too Hot to Handle from Limitless coming up on February 26th. If you're going, if you're like, look, I'm going, and you don't have tickets, like Randy said, I would get them sooner than later because once those media hits start coming out and more people are like, huh, I want to go see Sky Too Hottie, make sure you get your tickets there. Get them first, right? Get them first and get them at LimitlessWrestling.com. Follow everything on social media, LWMain on Twitter, Limitless Wrestling on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. And follow Let's Wrestle as well. Always follow Randy on Twitter, Randy underscore Carver LW. Follow me, Josh Nason on Twitter. LimitlessWrestling.com for all your ticket and merchandise needs. We'll see you this Saturday in Herman, Maine. Until next time, for Randy Carver, again, I'm Josh Nason. Be Limitless.